Hello. A few weeks ago, I started learning Perik Chaf Vav, that's chapter 26 of the Sefer Tanya, which speaks about the necessity from a strategic standpoint of being in a mood of Simcha. And as wonderful as Simcha is, and as necessary as it is in order to win in life and to be victorious against different parts of our personality that would want to push us down, it's hard to find simcha when a person is confronted with the opposite of that. Atzvos in Hebrew. Etzev meaning to be sad, to be depressed. And what makes it sometimes more difficult is that sometimes it seems that from a perspective of tshuva, of repentance, that a person should be sad. We've all heard stories of long ago about how people would cry bitter tears and would fast because they were trying to fix something. So I'd like to continue reading the next passage here of chapter 26 and uh, tell you what I think about it. If you have Itania in front of you, it's on page 64. And uh, we're about 10 lines into the 26th chapter here. The Baal Tanya says as follows. There's a statement that is made that in every sadness, there is profit. This is from Sefer Mishlei. That there's an advantage to being sad. So the Baal is basically saying, well, what are you going to say about that? You're telling me how Simcha is always important? Well, I'll quote you a Bible verse that says that sometimes sadness is good. Or sadness is always good. So Baal says, listen, I'll give you an approach over here. This is my approach. If you think that this means that there is a benefit, there is an advantage to being sad, I will explain that line from Mishlei, from Proverbs to you, in a totally different way. He says, I'll tell you how you can understand it in just the opposite way. I'll tell you that what this verse is saying is that really, sadness has no advantage whatsoever by itself. It's just that when a person is sad in the right way, an advantage will come up later. And what is that advantage? A true joy in thinking about Hashem, His God. Which comes after sadness. But it's a sadness that is true. What does it mean, a sadness that is true? Meaning where you are authentically sad for an objectively valid reason. At specific times, set times. And you're sad because of Averos, for example. You're sad that you've disappointed yourself. That you have fallen short of where you know you really should be meaning a healthy, authentic guilt, and you feel embittered and your heart is broken. When a person is sad at a specific set time for valid reasons, then the spirit of distance from God is broken because a person doesn't do anything if there's no advantage to it. So if a person feels sad or guilty because of something that they have done wrong, and that is true, and that is meaningful, 
then that breaks down that spirit of distance from God, and it smashes down the iron partition, like the iron curtain of the old Soviet Union, which separates him from his father in heaven. The Zohar explains that the best thing is to be in a state of broken spirit because that breaks the desire to do something wrong. But that's not where it should remain. What should come from it? So it's a line in Psalms, Perak Nun Aleph, Psalm 51. When a person has a broken heart, then the first half of that verse that spoke of a broken heart is then fulfilled, which is, Tashmi'eni sason v'simcha. Let me hear joy and gladness. Hashiva li sason yishecha v'ruach nediva. says, return to me the joy of your salvation and a giving, generous spirit. So sadness is never good by itself. The whole point of sadness is that it is meant to serve as a prelude to joy. And with this, Rav Shneur Zalman of Liadi, the Balatanya, explains that this is why the Holy Arizal, who was the great Kabbalist of the 1500s, how he had a set structure of prayers that he organized called Tikkun Chatzos, where a Jew would wake up in the middle of the night and cry out in pain over the destruction of the temple. Certainly a sad moment, meaning Tikkun Chatzos is on the surface never a happy event. But the Arizal said that you should say Psalm 51, not because you should be sad, but because the psalm mentions the joys, Tashmi'eni Sason Vesimcha, so that after you've said some prayers over the destruction of the Beis Mikdash, this nightly mini Tishabav, if you will, you then move on. And what do you move on with? You mention the verse there that speaks of joy. And what happens after you have joy? You're then supposed to learn some Torah. That's the structure of Tikkun Chatzos, these midnight prayers. So that you should be able to learn Torah with a true joy in God. Which comes after the sadness. Because that kind of joy has a distinct advantage. What is that advantage, that promotion? It is the advantage that light has when you have light after you have had a period of darkness. Because light, after you've had darkness, if you've ever come into your house, sometimes I've had this experience, where it's a very, uh, you're in your house, and your house is not so bright, let's say the lights aren't on, and then you go outside to a bright, bright day. And sometimes you have to close your eyes a little bit. <clears throat> that is the advantage. So the Baltanya continues. He says, the King Solomon says, I see that wisdom has an advantage over foolishness, just as light has an advantage over darkness. So after he tells you that you should look that up, what he's basically saying is that sadness is not 
a value in and of itself, except that it is meant to enhance, through the contrast, the joy that you are supposed to have afterwards, which is supposed to be long-lasting. Meaning, the sadness is supposed to be limited. Meaning, take out a stopwatch, put your timer on your phone or on a, on a clock, and give yourself five minutes to be sad or depressed. And then once the beeper goes, then your time of sadness has ended, and then focus on simcha, and that is where you're supposed to spend the bulk of your time, as I said earlier, strategically. Vidal Maven, he says, this is obvious to anyone who understands. And the Torah is explicit about the need for joy. In Parshas Kisavo, there's a very strongly worded line that Moshe Rabbeinu says, That bad things happen to the Jewish people because they don't serve God with joy. Meaning, good things happen to the Jewish people when they do serve God with joy. And everybody knows what the Arizal says about that verse. So I'll tell you, I did not know what the Arizal said about that verse, and it took me quite a while to do some research and find what he said. And he said that the joy that you find in doing a mitzvah should be the joy that you find when you discover jewels, precious jewels, what we would call money, but meaning of great value. If a person treated any mitzvah, even the mitzvahs that they do on a daily basis, with the same joy and attitude that they would find if they just discovered a $100 bill in their jacket pocket, or they discovered a long-lost piece of jewelry, that is the kind of joy that we are meant to experience when doing a mitzvah. Meaning, the joy of doing a mitzvah should be greater than the joy that comes from material wealth. And we'll stop there for now. Thank you. We'll continue this chapter soon.